Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get into the podcast, I want to give a quick shout out to you listeners. Please do not be afraid to rate and review and subscribe. Uh, please uh, rate it at five star for a sexy voice like myself. I know that I know that that's certainly uh, something that, that that's that's out there and existing for you when you're looking at a five star rating. So uh, please don't be afraid to to give that five star rating for uh, for that regard in the analysis. Uh, I mean, if you want to give my co co host like a two and a half. Because uh, I do a lot of the carrying, that's fine too. Okay. I mean, either way, yeah. we we have it, we have it available for you all to enjoy. Uh, so please don't be afraid to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, we got podcasts going with Alex Burr. He's talking NBA. Uh, Zach's, you know, Circle City Cinema. It's like it's. I mean, there's constant TV cooking right now. I mean, it's got to be one of the greatest TV stretches I feel like in a really long time. And when you consider all the great shows that have been out there, totally. Um, I mean, like. Oh, gosh, I mean, Succession, Ted Lasso, Barry. I mean, one of my missing is so much. Bear. Barry that you soon. watched in three days. Bear. Uh, uh, That's disgusting. People don't need to know that. People don't need to know that. Anyway, we're we're getting. Well, let's let's get into let's get into the uh, let's get into the first two games of the finals. So we have an even series at one apiece. An even series at one apiece. Uh, the Denver Nuggets uh, came out one game one. Uh, then in game two, uh, Miami just it felt like stuck, just stuck around and and you know kind of kept themselves in the game. Never really gave up. I wouldn't say Denver was like giving up a lead or like folding. I just think you know Miami just found good rhythm in the second half and. Got the second game. So my question to you guys is uh, going to break down the games. I guess what result stuck out to you more game one or game two? And I guess like, I mean, it could be anything. It could be the way Miami played, way Denver lost game two, way Denver won game one, way Miami lost game one. Uh, Bryce, let's start with you on this. Um, I am more... I guess what stuck out to me more is is game one and how Denver won. Um, because it, with game two, I thought Denver played extremely poorly and they still almost won the game. Um, I'm not discrediting what the Heat have done. They they basically beat the odds all, all postseason. Um, but they were able to knock down shots this time around. Um, in game two, but I thought when Denver is at their best, when they're clicking on all cylinders, when they have all five of guys of that starting unit clicking, uh-huh. uh, they're not, they're not losing. They're just not losing. It's not going to happen. Um, and then when you get bench production from Bruce Brown, um, like you have in this postseason, uh, that team really, I mean, just adds another layer to it. So I think I was more impressed by that because we know what they can do. Um, I'm not saying the win that Miami got was a fluke. I'm not going to say that because they earn every single win in this playoffs. Um, But they were able to knock down more shots. I don't know if they can keep that up continuously, um, especially in these finals. I think Michael Porter will play better um, in the ongoing game three. Actually, I haven't even looked at the stats from the first quarter yet. Um, But I'm more impressed with Denver. I'm more impressed, Denver, because I, I, they did exactly what I thought they would do. 
Uh, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I'm going to say I'm going to say game two, Miami, you know, and, and, and both you acting like I'm haters of the heat culture. You can both shut up uh, when it comes to the when it comes to the heat here. You know, I, I, I go ahead, Zach. What do you have to say? What do you have to say? Hey, get him, respect get him. What do you have to, what do you have to say? He what do you have to say? Won game seven against Boston. And and when did I dismiss that? You dismissed heat culture all three no, times. No, when did I? When did I? When did I? I questioned it. When did I dismiss no, it? No, no. <laughs> I questioned you, it, but you, when did you, I dismiss it? It's like a dumb about Spolstra. He said Spolstra. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. If Spolstra lost to Missoula, if Spolstra lost to Missoula, then 100%. That, that was, that's totally fair because you, 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 he was a coach that everyone was just mocking, and all of a sudden they're in a game seven, and like the biggest reason that Miami was – one of the biggest reasons Miami was up 3-0 was coaching. So, yeah, I, I was absolutely going to be like that with Spolstra if they lost series. But anyway – I'm going to give respect to this Miami team because, I mean, I just don't understand why you guys call me haters. I mean, look, you don't you know, are this, this is, you no, are I'm not. No, I'm not. Because this, this Miami team, this Miami you team. You are a hater. No, no, I'm not. Can I, can I finish my, can I finish my dialogue? <laughs> you are look, when it comes, yeah, when it comes, when it comes to, when it comes to this Miami team, I mean, what they're getting from some players that, you know, I'm just going to be honest. I mean, I just, I just kind of said, we're done. You know, I mean, that's being polite. I mean, I was really done with Duncan Robinson. You know, I was done with a lot of their role players. And I mean, when Duncan Robinson gave them in game two, I mean, Duncan Robinson won them the game in game two, in my opinion. And if they can get that type of production in these home games, I mean, it it would help them tremendously. Now, obviously, you have to figure out a way to stop them winning one of those games, but I, what stuck out to me was just the fact that I thought Bam imposed his will in that game. And that Duncan Robinson was the second best player on the floor for Miami in game two. And if they can win games like that without Jimmy Butler being one of the best two players on the floor for Miami in that night, I, I mean... You know, I mean, it's tough to say they can't win the series. I mean, look, I called this series in six. I mean, I respect heat culture uh, when it comes to when it comes to Miami. I mean, I picked them in six. So I'm just saying, like, you guys can sit there. You guys can sit there all you want, but just sit there all you want. But I, I sat there. I took it on the chin. And look, we're back. I mean, Miami, Miami, Miami had a great game two game plan. And I'm curious to see how they come out with it again. So go ahead. Go ahead, Zach. What you got? I want to go with game one because uh, if you listen to, he's a realist, you know, Lynn. No, he just has he, he just has a, he just has a, he has a luxury he has a luxury suite for Jokic. I mean, it, it's it's got it's a full inclusive. Well, that's fine. Our 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 friend DJ Deke booked it's it a full inclusive seat. No, I yeah. mean if you if you're if you're if you're looking at the if you're looking at game one, you know every lazy talking head who sucks off the same players and and teams every week on FS1 and ESPN. Uh they're gonna tell you the Nuggets are rusty. Uh they've had too much time off. Uh which is that that's what happens when you sweep a shitty team in the playoffs. You get some time off but in between rounds. Uh Lakers wouldn't know anything about that. But they came out in game one, like Bryce said, firing on all cylinders. Jokic showing why he's the best player in the world, 
and the outcome was never in doubt. And we're we're sitting there thinking sweep. Now, if you go to game two, Miami shows you the Heat culture that Caleb hates on. And no, they take advantage. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! They take they take advantage. They take advantage of the Nuggets' mistakes, especially in the fourth quarter. They come out. They steal one in Denver, one to one. I don't think anyone here is picking Miami to win the series, but I mean, they're not getting swept. And I mean, no, Heat culture six. would tell you. Heat culture would tell you, Lynn, that Miami does not get swept. And on the big you stages. Gave you gave him the gentleman sweep. <laughs> it's still alive. It's still alive. And I gave him six. I gave him four, <laughs> so uh, I'm already. I gave him six. No, you no. clowns would have you, you, you gave him six. You, you gave him six to make up for your past. Yeah, you didn't have a choice. No, you didn't have a choice. No, you didn't have a choice. No, you, you gave him six. No, no, wrong. No, you gave him. You gave him six, Caleb. And Bryce knows this. Yeah, you gave him six. six because you shit on him for three rounds. <laughs> Get out of here. Yes, you did. Get out yes, of here. Yes, you did. That's, Get out that's here. absolutely true. Get out of here. Whatever. 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 Whatever you guys want to say. Whatever yeah, whatever. That's, what, that's what, mean, what you say when you have no defense. Whatever. No, I've, I've said my defense. L, I've said my defense. L, L. I've said my defense. You guys just ignore it. It's like you close your ears with some sort of... Uh, what do you call it? One of those earplugs or whatever. Or one of those when did I close my ears? ears? When did I ear close tips? my ears? Oh, I don't know. You got you got such big ears over there. I might hide them. Your ears might you might have half your ear covering your other ear because you got such big ears. Look, when it comes when it comes to when it comes to the, when it comes to this series. Look, I mean, I think the key for for in my opinion for the for the Nuggets is just overwhelming them with depth and you know, consistency with it. Like it doesn't have to be anything insane. I mean, really, you know, you don't even, I, I mean, maybe this is just my opinion, but like, you don't need Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic to go like 30. I would even argue you don't have to go 30 points for them to each for them to win the series. You can get enough production from their depth to overcome that. And if they're going to try to stop Jokic or limit Jokic, like the open shots are going to be there. And I mean, like, I mean, here's a fact. I mean, KCP, a player that was the third best player on a championship team, uh, he's going to stay open and he, he's going to make jump shots and he's going to he's an effective player. And you can't let you can't leave a guy like Jeff Green open in the corner. I mean, you, you he's an effective enough player. He's played in too many big games like he's going to hit a shot. You know, they've got guys that are willing to shoot because Jokic finds ways to give them so much space to where the shot feels like a practice shot. So, I mean, I, I, for, for Denver, to me, I just I, I think it's really going to come down to the road, guys. And Miami is going to have to stop. Like, I mean, the thing I can I mean, I get a heat culture. You know, they're going to get developed guys. Right. But the consistency of those guys has to show up. I mean, Duncan Robinson can't sit here and give me the game that he gave me in game two and then just give me nothing. I mean, he, he can't give me nothing. Um, I, he's got to give me something consistent. I mean, for crying out loud, like, I mean, this was a guy that got paid like $16, 15000000 million. I mean, I mean, I probably bashed on him more than any other player in the NBA besides Davis Bertans. I mean, I, I just, when I look at this, when I look, when I look at Duncan Robinson, like, I mean, I need some consistency. Oh, cancer, cancer. It, cancer's up there, but he, he's, he's up there. He's up there. He's in the top five. I, but in terms of, in terms of, 
you know, a guy like Robinson, a guy like Struess, you know, consistencies of the essence. And they can't just take these games and just go one, just like fluke like that, you know? So I don't know. We'll see. Um, should be interesting to kind of follow and look into. But anyway, uh, really want to get into the draft. Really, really, really want to get into the draft um, because we haven't gotten into it too much on this podcast. We like to talk about it, but we haven't gotten into it in too much detail. I mean, we kind of just gave like initial reactions to everything. And I'm not even going to really talk about the number one pick because, I mean, the number one pick just feels obvious unless you guys have any counter. It just feels like it's pretty much a slam dunk on Wibanyama. He's already got his jersey. The the second pick, the second pick's interesting. And I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on this because, Zach, I know you're not a huge college basketball guy, but, I mean, you can recognize PR. You got got good eyes for it. You got got a good scent. I went to school Uh, for it. You got a good good scent for it. You got a good scent for – being able to see the disguise of the potential strategy behind the leak. Sure. Sure. Uh, But in terms, but Zach, I guess like my, my question for you is when you see the Charlotte Hornets picking a second pick and you see the reports of Brandon Miller and we hear all this stuff about Scoot Henderson, we hear all about him. we, We hear the talent that he is possibility that they could play with one another. Is there some potential PR, Mr. Griffith, that you can sense with your magnifying glass to be like, oh, Kevin O'Connor, you just played the PR game. Oh, Charlotte, you're trying to play the PR game. What uh, is the PR game alive and well in Charlotte? Like, do you think they're actually going to pick Brandon Miller? I mean, look, all, all year, basically up until February when Alabama cinched up, you know, the the number one seed, which, uh, by the way, they, they didn't capitalize on. Uh, it was going to be Victor and Scoot one and two. Like, that was, that was the whole thing. And, yeah, you can't sniff out the PR here. Uh, but one thing is for sure, for sure uh, Charlotte doesn't know what they're doing. Uh, I don't think they have any idea who they're going to pick at number two. I think it's an absolute nightmare for them to have number two because they, they, they have no clue who they want. They don't know if they want Scoot. They don't know if they want Brandon Miller. I, I, I really think they have no clue. Mitch Kupchak and company, I don't think they have any clue what they want to do. Uh, me personally, of course, for that team specifically, already having a ball-dominant guy basically running the show with LaMelo. I would take Brandon Miller. I think it'd be a great compliment to him. Uh, they need some wings, especially with, uh, you know, Gordon Hayward being injured every other day with Miles Bridges. You know, we don't know if he's uh, going to hit his wife tomorrow. You know, we, we don't, we don't know. We, we have no idea what Miles Bridges, what was going to happen with that. Uh so to a degree, it's PR, but you know, if they take Scoot, it's interesting. I mean, the only thing I the only thing I can compare it to in recent years would be Luca's rookie season, where they had Luca and Dennis Smith Jr. and it didn't work, and the next year Dennis Smith Jr. was gone. 
So there's your Fair. blueprint. I mean, I, I mean, two ball dominant guards in the in the backcourt, especially young ball dominant guards. I can't think of the last time it worked at a high level early on. I, I really can't. The Kings tried it with Fox and Halliburton, didn't work. I can't. I can't think of a time it worked. So I would take Miller if I was them, but I legitimately think they have no idea what they're doing. I don't think they know who they're going to pick. Bryce, I guess, what would you be looking for if you're Charlotte? And if you're evaluating their roster, how many pieces on their team do you believe are legitimate cornerstone guys to build around? I guess that might be the question. Like, is the question, how much do you believe in LaMelo Ball? And then does that decide where you go in the draft? Mm-hmm. Um, well, first off, I mean, to address the rumors, I think it absolutely makes total sense that they're going to pick Brandon Miller with the second pick for all the reasons that Zach said. Uh, it's just, it doesn't make sense to take another point guard, you know, as player, you know, one, two guard, whatever Scoot can play. LaMelo Ball is the ball dominant guard there. Um, he is your playmaker. I don't think you need another playmaker that needs the ball in his hand. But I think LaMelo Ball is one of those corner pieces um, that you're talking about. I think Nick Richards has a promising future. Um, and I think Mark Williams has a promising future. I mean, but those are two centers. So you got two centers and a point guard. Um, anyone else? <sighs> Kelly Oubre, you know what he is. Cody Martin, the lesser of the Martin twins. Um, you know, maybe you believe in JT Thor, maybe PJ Washington, you give him another year to see what he looks like. Uh, James Boonight, who knows what will happen there. Yeah, it's been a nightmare. There's potential on the roster, but nothing set in stone. So I think having Brandon Miller paired with LaMelo Ball, paired with Nick Richards and, and, um, and Mark Williams, me saying Mark Richards is probably the better of the two as of right now. I think he had a very strong rookie campaign. Um, I think that's a good start. I think you have to take Brandon Miller. For, uh, uh, and again, Zach has said it. When you do two ball-dominant guards, it never works. That's why I hated the, the DeJounte Murray to Atlanta trade. Absolutely hate it. That's why I hated Kyrie Irving to the Mavericks. A strictly strictly looking at it as a basketball strategy, yeah, there not you go. all the other a more recent one stuff. With yeah. Dallas. Yeah. yeah, right. Not not including all of you know Kyrie's BS that he brings along with him. It it has been shown that it, it is very difficult to coexist. Let's look at some of the big the big three teams that we've seen in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Clay Thompson is a perfect complement to Steph Curry. Kevin Durant is a is a plug and play guy that could play with guys like Devin Booker, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Chris Paul. Right? He can coexist because he doesn't need the ball in his hand. He's an off ball player. Uh, big three in um, in Boston. They didn't go with a two guard. They had Rajon Rondo and they had Paul Pierce, who's a forward. They had Kevin Garnett, that was a forward. Guys that don't need the ball in their hands to make plays. They can they can get their spot, get a point guard, get them in their spot, and they make something happen. They don't have to worry about all that. So the blueprint is out there, and I don't understand why these teams still try to go try to go against the grain and say no, our ours is going to work this time. Well, obviously it doesn't. Another example: Dame and, and CJ McCollum. 
it worked for a while, but it, it, it just got old and stale. It just wasn't going anywhere. So I think you have to pair your star guard, uh, especially a point guard, with a star forward um, in today's game for it to work. So Brandon Miller, to me, seems like the obvious choice as far as fit. If you're drafting best available, maybe Scoot is the way to go. But if you're drafting best fit, it's got to be Miller. Yeah, I, I one, think... one more thing on the wings for Charlotte. Yeah. Gordon, just a quick stat on Gordon Hayward. Since joining the Hornets, he's only played 61% bad. of games. That's bad. He's been there, what, three or four years? This was his third season there. Yeah. I mean, that's not ideal for a team. I mean, I think you guys are on the nail with it, especially with you, what you were saying, Bryce. I think, you know, I, I lean towards Scoot being the better player. But, I mean, obviously, the three spots wide open in Charlotte. Um, and you would have to think that Brandon's a guy that can fit in that. Um, but I'll be honest, you guys. I, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, look, I mean, you got, I mean, I, I've been negative towards the ball in terms of how I looked at him in the draft process going into his rookie year. Uh, there's no question. Uh, that's been clearly noted. Uh, it was a but, show. You know, but, but I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, can he lead you to winning basketball? Well, you haven't put a you haven't put a team around him yet, so I mean that's hard to know. I mean he's got to stay healthy too. Well, I mean, so that's, who's I, his I best teammate? Been? That's part of it. Who's that's his best teammate? Been? When my when Michael Jordan, when Mark when Michael Jordan sells the team, then that's when they'll be serious about winning. How about that? Well, what about Cupcheck? Cupcheck's still over there. Oh, Cupcheck! As soon as Michael Jordan sells the team, Cupcheck is losing his job no. and will be ousted from the NBA immediately. Cupcheck basically said they're not even going to try and spend money. To get better, yes. A so that, therefore, so you think, so you're, the team. You're, you're blaming. You you would say it's not fair to indict Lamelo because the front office and ownership. No, is that they're not serious. All right, fair enough. I won't they're not serious. What, I mean, yeah. The price right. point, Michael Jordan. I, I don't. I don't know how many times he's made the playoffs since he took over the Charlotte franchise. Can't be mm. more than twice. Can't be more than twice. Yeah. Kemba Walker. Has been their best player. I mean, I, I like Kemba Nick Walker Batum in his prime. The bag. Yeah, you gave Nick Batum the bag. Uh, and uh, like I said, who's been Lamelo's best teammate? Terry Rozier, Devontae Miles Graham? Bridges when he was playing. Miles Bridges. So they made it. Gordon Hayward, sixty-one percent of the time. PJ Washington. I mean, that's what we're talking about. So they've made it twice. Since Jordan took over. Yeah, there you yeah, go. So it seemed, was the last seemed, time, with the last time being in 2016. Yeah, whenever you want to get serious. In that's 17, um, 17 seasons. Well, they made the play-in. Wait, does that include the play-in? Uh, I am not sure. I just looked Because up, that was the that game was that, that you wore that stupid Hornets hat <laughs> and they got blown out by our I would think, I would think, I would think, I would wow. think it probably wouldn't, right? No answer for your think, answer for your crime. I would. Don't I would deflect. think. It, I would think it wouldn't. I mean, def- no, he, no. He bought the. Deflect. He bought the organization. No, he bought shut the organization up. in 2010. 275 million, which became you know, which, I mean, great, you know, insane. But I mean, basically, I mean, to me, I would say you know, in terms of the playoffs, I mean, last time since 2016, I mean, 
I mean, it, when we went to that game, it was later than 2016. So I would say, I would say, it all was the Bjorkman season. I, I mean, on all seriousness, I, I would say, I would say, no, it probably doesn't count that. I, I and, think and the look what they've done. Wise, look what they've done coaching wise. They had a they had a promising coach with Borrego. They fire him and replace him with a guy who we know sucks. That they had once before with Steve hey, Clifford. Hey Zach, hey Zach, I got a question for you to answer before we transition into our next team. You ready for this? Kevin Ollie or Clifford? I'll take Clifford. Wow. Wow. All right. Fair enough. I, Next I mean, up, wouldn't we all take Clifford? Probably. I'd lead you, but that's, <laughs> that's all. There you go. That's there all. You go. Anyway, Blazers. Anyway, Blazers. Blazers. Third pick. Let's say that they pick Brandon Miller, the Hornets get Brandon Miller. Well, I mean, Bryce, this opens up. You know what you were just talking about, the whole concept of, well, the best player available is a lead guard, is, is a guard who I, I think all of us would say is incredibly talented. It's, it's just, you know, the, the, the thing that's kind of hanging over the top of this franchise is the second best point guard in the NBA. And how, Bryce, do you manage what would you do? Like, because I, there's no question Portland as a front office is probably thinking about a hundred things right now. Like how, how in the world would you go about this? Cause I would think it's a good problem to have. I think there's only one outcome here. There's only one. It, it's kind of like in the Avengers when Dr. Strange saw the, all the outcomes. And he's like, there's only one to me. There's only one. And this, I, as much as I hate to say, you have to trade Damian Lillard. I don't think there's any way around it because whatever you do in this draft, I'm just going to, I'm just going to flat out say it is not going to be good enough. Whatever you do in this draft, it's not good enough. And he's going to ask out anyway. So save yourself the trouble, trade Dame, Get get hella picks for him in this year's draft. And you draft Scoop Henderson and boom, franchise point guard again. And you, you just I think you just have to go through the you just keep the train going. Yeah, I, I think going. that I think that that is the only way that this, this happens, because there is no one else that it, to me, unless you want to make an argument for like a Thompson twin or something that is going to be there at three. That's going to help the Blazers immediately. I mean, think about that. If Brandon Miller goes one and t- goes two, there's literally I, I don't feel like there's anyone else that you should take at three, unless you're you're just going to overreach at three to get somebody that can complement Dame. And I, let me tell you, Scoot Henderson isn't it. That'd be a mistake. And if you want to make Dame get out of there faster than you've ever seen in your life, go ahead and draft Scoot Henderson. I mean, that, that, I think that's just the reality of the situation. I, you just get it over with. I mean, Dame, I think you, got, you guys probably saw the quotes today from Dame. He was on some show or podcast or whatever. And, and he's already talking about destinations of where he would like to go. So he's already setting the stage. Just get it over with. Just get it over with. Be done with it. 
Yeah, be done with it. I think Pat Riley, I think Pat Riley is definitely in play here. Pat Riley is a smart dude. Um, I think he knows exactly what this team needs. Last leg Lowry going down. You can bring Vincent or Struess off the bench and boom, you're right back in the thick of it next season. I think that's legit. And, and I think Dame is already, Dame already said that Bam is his guy. That's his dog. Uh, I think that's a great compliment. Uh, in addition to Jimmy Butler, that yeah. makes sense. That team makes sense. Uh-huh. Dame with Jimmy Butler and Bam, you have two of the most clutch players in the NBA on the same team that have been in big games, made big shots, aren't afraid of the moment, and you have Bam down there doing the dirty work. And then you sprinkle in a little Martin, Schroes, and Vincent, right? When you need big time threes, you know, some, you know, to, to stop some runs or to aid some runs. Man, right. it seems like a home run to me. But I don't know how Miami pulls that off. I don't know if okay. they have the assets. You know what? Screw it. Move Harrow. Yeah, you got to move Harrow. You got to move Harrow. I mean, you're Screw moving Harrow. You're moving Harrow. I mean, I mean, come on. You're moving Harrow. I mean, uh, Zach, I, I want to get your perspective, I guess, on the Dame part before we get into what you think the Blazers are going to do in the draft. I mean, you know, you're you're an old geezer when it comes to this crap. I mean, you're so freaking old when it comes to discussions such as this. I mean, you're 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 sitting there like a 60 year old grandpa wanting guys to sit there and only be on one team. You know, you got no respect. You you throw out you What's throw out tantrums. That? You throw out tantrums when they're wanting what to go out on that? multiple teams. I mean, you 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 you're just you're just you're you're one of those guys that's just gonna tell their grandkids, remember when I just got crushed by Paul George leaving their second team or you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I mean what do you if you're if you're the Blazers at least I, I have a team. Are you are you making a dis- what are you doing? What what does this Damian Lillard situation look like for you? What are you thinking about? I mean, are you actually not going to criticize a player for wanting to leave? Uh, is that actually something you're going to do? I mean, look, has it been confirmed he wants to leave? I know he's naming teams he'd hypothetically like to go to, but listen, we've been hearing all oh, Dame they're, they're getting off Dame or Dame wants out. We've been hearing that for like four or five years. But are you doing that? Are you doing that? You're the I'm, you are the manager. Pretend you are the general manager of the Blazers. Well, sure I will. Sure. So I you're will. moving. Wow, you would move him right now. Yes, and I, I mean, look, I think the third okay. pick here, especially considering who the team with the second pick is, who should absolutely take Brandon Miller. I mean, the Blazers, they in a way they're lucky because they. You know, history will tell us the Hornets will fuck up and take Scoot Henderson. So Brandon Miller might just fall into their lap, which would be great for them. That'd be great for them. It's the perfect fit with Dame. Yeah. Uh, You know, you got, you still got Simons, you got Nurkic, Uh you got Sharp. Like you have some young, young guys to build around. Uh, Maybe you can sign and trade Grant for something. Uh, Yeah. Maybe another pick in this year's draft. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as moving off Dame, of course, I would do it. Uh, if not for the uncertainty of what Charlotte was going to do, but if I was running Portland, sure mm-hmm. I'd move off because wow, he's had some injuries the past couple of years. Wow, I have some young guys that can build around. I'm potentially getting 
another young point guard, like Bryce said, with Henderson. But I'm I'm just not going to believe it's kind of like Aaron. I mean, to a lesser degree, Dame is not as much of a diva as Aaron Rodgers. But it's kind of like Aaron Rodgers, where I'm not going to believe it till it happens, because I've just been hearing about it for so long that he's going to be on a different team. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to believe it till I see it. So where I stand is, I I think I am on I'm on one of two teams. I'm on one of two teams. Um, one option that I really like, and I don't think it matters what you do with Damian at all is if you really like what Simons can give you and you, you want to keep him around you, he's developed in your organization. You think he's got some talent and you don't want to move off him and you don't want to, you want to make sure sharp can play. Well, call Orlando and say, Hey, you've got two picks, three picks inside the lottery. Any chance you're willing to do an old school trade down? We don't see it often in the NBA. We really don't. But because of Orlando's uniqueness with the picks in 6 and 11, does getting more young talent, does that appeal to you more? I don't know. The question that that obviously we're going to have to figure out is how does Dame want the roster to be constructed? Does he want the roster to still be thought of in a long-term way? Does he want immediate short-term help to win a championship? Because I, I think there's that's the other aspect to this that they're probably going to have to figure out. I mean, I'm of the answer that I think you you should trade him because you should do it for his sake. Because I agree with Bryce. I think it's really difficult to see where they're going to go. And I think Damon Lillard can make it. Uh, I think he's one of the, like five or six players in the NBA. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong on this. That can swing a team from being good to a championship contender. Yeah. Like, like sure. Miami. Like he, he, he can, he's one of the only players I think in the NBA who can do that. I mean, he won yeah, five like or six. Right. Where if you put him on a team, I think he can switch it to a championship contender. So maybe you get something back for him. And yeah, I mean, maybe scoot your answer. Maybe getting more picks is your answer. Um, I kind of like the more picks idea, but at the same time, like if you if you think that they're in a great spot because I think they can do a lot of things. I don't really know if they can do any wrong um, because they've committed to Dame and Dame has been so loyal. And I mean, if they let go of him, I don't think it's going to be bad business. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm very excited to see what they do. I just think there's an opportunity there for, you know, a lot of movement. And I mean, the other thing that we got to think about you guys is this front office and, you know, and, and, and what they feel about the direction of even the coaching. I mean, like, you know, are they trying to hire Chauncey Billups to, to win? I mean, I, I'm not, I mean, look, I'm not, whether we think of Chauncey Billups or not, I'm just saying, are they trying to, what do they think of Chauncey Billups? Is he a long-term coach? Is he a guy that they're like, we're putting the clock on you and we need to see what you can do with the wing roster. Like, I think all that stuff has to be influenced here when thinking about what that decision is going to look like and how, how this team's going to move forward. I mean, I, I'm it's exciting. It's exciting. Next up, uh, Houston top four Houston with the number four. Houston, Zach was praising the Lord that they didn't get number one. Um, they're number four on the draft. They're number four on the overall board here. And 
I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. I'll be honest with you. Um, if there's a team, everyone talks about Portland. Everyone talks about Portland um, doing this. I actually kind of think Houston might trade out of this and go get a star. And I think they're going to try. I think if I'm the Rockets and I'm Udoka, I don't think Udoka is a guy that I want around a young team. I think he's good for he's definitely not a guy I want around young veteran championship, sure. veteran championship. I want him around veterans. And Houston is so young that does it do you any good to add a really young piece to already like this young, talented team, one more high young ego? I mean, Zach convinced me. I mean, are you are you looking at drafting if you're Houston? Do you look at potentially adding a veteran that that would give you like a guy that like not just like your 12th man off the bench veteran, but like a guy that can come in and play for you, a guy that can lead you, a guy that can like, what would you look at doing here if you're Houston at four? Because there's going to be good players available. Obviously you're looking at the Thompson twins. You're looking at Walker. You're looking at a lot of guys. Where, where, where do you go with Houston when you see that pick at four? Well, Houston is just a team, you know, as, as great, you know, they have a, a, uh, kind of a plethora of, of good young players. You know, Jalen. I think Jalen Green's probably the best of the young players they have. They got Kevin Porter. Uh, they got Jabari Smith. They got Sengun, and whoever they might end up picking with with this pick if they keep it. But I mean, I think Udoka is a good coach, and he proved it last year. He took a team that you know was kind of missing an identity. He gave them an identity. They they became a great defensive team. They were up 2-1 in the finals. Uh, you know, Brown and Tatum took massive steps and leaps in their game under him as the coach. But these guys don't strike me as Brown and Tatum types. That talent level. <laughs> like, it's going to take them a couple more years. And I'm sorry. Jalen Green didn't didn't go to college. He played in the G League, and I'm still not sold on how good the G League Ignite is for development, for competition. You know, competition wise, I'm just not sure how good that is for player development, for competitive spirit. I'm just not not sold on it. Uh, so I agree with you. I don't know if Udoka is the guy I want to put around these guys. However, he does have a history, although brief, of taking young guys, making them into better players. But this is this is a team like they have guys at different stages of their careers. Like these young players who haven't proven anything, haven't really shown they can play together. This coach who as far as I'm concerned, still involved in a controversy that hasn't been resolved. We still don't know exactly what happened. And seems like a pretty ignorant guy from interviews and stuff that have come out about him. And now they have this pick that 
do you throw another young player into this? You know, mm-hmm. they're flirting with James Harden. Like that's that's not going to help this this uh, culture, if you want to call it that. I mean, you just have too many personalities and guys at different points in their career. Like it's just not. You have a controversial coach. You have young guys who don't know how to win, don't know how to play together, and then you're possibly adding a former MVP who can't accept he's at the later stage of his career and he's going to try and take over the team. And now you have no idea what to do with this pick. I... Houston is on the short list of teams I do not want to be a fan of. That's for sure. I I have no like I have no I have no clue what this team is going to do with this draft pick. They could trade it for you know we talked about Jeremy Grant maybe mm-hmm. maybe a Jeremy Grant type of thing I I don't know I have no idea I, I they just seem like a team with absolutely no direction. Bryce, what would you you're you're the Rockets general manager and you just got done seeing. You know, your coach is fired. You bring in a guy in Udoka with that experience, winning experience, um, with a roster that, I mean, just doesn't feel like a very Udoka-ish roster. And, you know, the potential of these guys is still uncertain, but I think it's high. So, like, what what are you do, what are you looking at? Like, are, like, what are you if you're gonna stay in the draft? What are you looking at? If you're going to stay in the draft, if you're the Rockets, what are you looking at? Maybe, possibly, uh, I mean, you. De- I think you could definitely benefit from a wing. Um, but I also think, like, maybe, like, a true point guard. Hmm. Um, I know you have some guys that can handle the ball, but, I mean, mm-hmm. like, a true point guard that can make, you know, really good decisions, really good plays, and get your playmakers in the right spots. Like, Porter and green really want to explode, right? They want to pick their spots. I don't know if they necessarily want to be the guys that are handling the ball, um, you know, and get them in good positions um, to hmm. do that. Maybe run a little more through Singoon, who I think hmm. is, um, who can really make plays, especially with his passing when he wants to. Hmm. Um, but if I'm the GM, I am spurning James Harden. Like there's no tomorrow. Um, and I would stay in this draft. I think, I think, you know, having Udoka be with these guys, I think it'd be something that would be good. Cause I think he did some nurturing of, of Tatum and Brown. And I, I think he really got the best out of them. So I really don't mind him being with young players. I just don't know that bringing in James Harden is going to help. It's just not, it's just not, you know what he is at this I, point. I agree. And it's only, and it's only going to go into decline more yeah. and more into decline. Yeah. So I, yeah. I just don't think that's going to help you during I'm these regular you. season games. Um, I, cause I, I tell you, I don't think this team is making the playoffs, even if they do sign James Harden. So what's Agreed. the point? No. Get these, Hell. get these kids some plating time draft. If scoops there, you take him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the man, closest point just, guard, you know, that would potentially be available for them in terms of point guard specific would be Anthony black. But if you're picking in a four, that feels a little high. Yeah, that does feel high. And maybe a Thompson twin and maybe a Thompson twin. If you think that they are able to do that. But I mean, if I'm, if I'm the rockets, I agree with you guys. 
on the Harden experiment there. I, I, I wouldn't do it for, you know, obviously you guys mentioned the culture, but I mean, on the court, I don't really know how it helps you either. No, it I mean, I know it doesn't help the growth of your players. I mean, I don't know. I've always been on team Jalen green in the sense of, I think he's a really good player and I think there's a lot to untap. And I think he's really explosive. He's a high level athlete. He can put the ball on the court. I think you have to just, you have to teach him. There's a lot of things that you have to show him because of what Zach has mentioned, the development of the G league is just different than the development in college. And even if he stayed one year in college, I'd still feel the same way. I mean, point being is I think that, Jalen would Jalen's the player to me. You got to see what you can get out of him as a number one option. And I, I, I I truthfully believe he could be a first or second option in the NBA on a winning team. Uh, I felt that way. I felt very convicted of that when I watched him kind of rise into the draft scene a couple years ago. Um, And I'm still very firm on that. I think he's shown enough development. Uh, Big thing for me is the outside shot. 34% 34% on seven attempts. But I, I mean, if he can get, if he can get the outside shot relative, I mean, you don't have to go too much better. You can get 36%, 36, 37%. I'm, I'm fine. Well, with my, my problem with the G league is like there, th- there's no emphasis on winning in that league. There's just, mm-hmm. okay, let's get you the league. You didn't go to college. All right, let's get you, let's get you let's the league. Let's you get you in the lottery. Right. Whereas, you know, if he had gone to, you know, Duke or Kansas or whatever, he at least would have been in the tournament. Like there would have been some pressure to win or in the, in the G league, there's, there's nothing. It's just, you know, put up your 20, your 25, Mm. get picked in the top five. Like there's no, there's no, and now he's in a place like Houston where they're, you know, they haven't won at a high level in, you know, over five years. Um, and they're going to bring in the guy that ironically those teams were built around at a much later stage in his career with a coach that is still controversial. As far as I'm concerned, I just don't, I don't, I don't like it. I, and it just seems like that's, what's going to happen. You know, there was a report today that Harden is apparently torn between Philly and Houston. Shove it, shove it. You're going to Houston. You're going to Houston. Everyone knows you're going to Houston. We've been hearing about it for six months too or whatever. Long. Yeah, too long. Too so long. I just don't. Yeah. I, uh, too long. Just a team with no direction. Like I said, uh, I I would not want to be a fan of the Rockets at all, or any any Houston team for that matter. Because my yeah. baseball team is is a bunch of cheaters. My my uh, my football team at least had a good draft, and my basketball team has no direction. So there's your Houston yeah. sports right there. Well, Zach, let's get your thoughts on your favorite team in the NBA, the Detroit Pistons at five. I mean, that's your favorite. That's your favorite team in terms of the way that they've handled the organization top to bottom. I mean, what are you? Uh, Bush up are on you, their Mandarin. What are you eyeing on? Uh, <laughs> what are you eyeing? <laughs> I mean, if you're the Pistons here, I mean, you got guards, you know, in, in the last couple drafts. You you got Duran. You know, are you kind of looking at a wing here? Are you looking at a wing to try to get them out of the cellar, Zach? You've been criticizing this team for consistently being at the bottom no, of the no, cellar. No, no, they, they they have the talent to be out of the cellar. The problem has been they've been tanking, it, it, and it trickles down from management. It's it's from management down. Management sets the tone for this team, even though they had a good coach with Dwayne Casey. That hey, we're not going to win. 
we're going to tank for this French guy who we didn't even get. We didn't even come close to getting. Didn't even get in the top, what? Didn't even get in the top five, did they? They're six, right? They have the six pick? Uh, yeah, I think that's actually correct. Yeah, they didn't even get in the no, top five. No, so it is five, isn't it? It's five. They're at five. It is five. It's yeah, five. It is five. Well, there you go. So you went 17 and 65, and you didn't even get the guy. You didn't even get the guy you were tanking for. So now you're at this crossroads where, okay, well, we're going to throw the bag at this top five, top 10 head coach, even though we already had a good head coach. Do we try and win? I think the answer is you try and win. You shut down your best player last year, who, by the way, was one of the most coveted number one picks of the past decade. Okay. Uh, and by all accounts, I mean, I, name me a signature Cade okay. Cunningham NBA highlight. You can't do it because he's been shut down by this team for, for, for tanking reasons. You can give me the shin, you can give me whatever, but bullshit as far as I'm concerned. You know, you don't, you don't miss 60 whatever games for, for a goddamn shin. I mean, we've all three played basketball. I'm sure we've had shin injuries. Like, you, you're not going to, whatever. Yeah, you might the- even play through a shin injury. So, this team, this team, unlike the Rockets, has direction where these guys, their styles of play, they complement each other. Cunningham and Ivy, really good backcourt in terms of scoring and facilitating. Um, they have a guy, they have a head coach who is a player's coach, but in a good way. I usually mm-hmm. say player's coach. Uh, in a belittling way, but I think he can meld this team together where they're young enough, they are spry enough. Where I, I think, like, this, this team can compete, they can compete, like, they, they can. I think if they put all their chips on the table, shove them to the middle of the table, this team could sniff the play-in at various points of the season. I think they're that talented. They have the young pieces. It's just a matter of fucking doing it and not tanking like they have been since the Bush administration, as I've said on this pod. As I've said on this pod, I think the last time we talked about the draft on this pod. So, yeah. Yeah. As for this draft pick, I would actually trade out of this draft pick. I would trade out of this draft pick. I, I might trade down to get more picks. Um, I just think for what though? Talent, for what? what do you? I don't know. For- I don't know how many how many top seven draft picks do you need? You look, I mean, Bryce and I one day at work we went through this roster. Bryce, how many top ten picks are on this roster? Uh, it was a lot. It was like five yeah, or something so was, like that. I mean, it was yeah. So I'm, how many more do you need? How many more do you need? All right. <laughs> Too many. How many more, who, who are you going to pick that is going to change anything? Like, you have the guys, and now you have the coach. Just a matter of fucking doing it. So I, I think this team can win, like, 30-plus 30, 30 games next year. Uh, I don't think there's any reason they shouldn't be trying to win. Bryce, you so I, I really don't care what they do that. with this draft pick. <laughs> You don't. I, I don't. I don't. I think Zach. I think Zach, Zach beat that dead. I agree. I agree. Next up, we'll I mean, does anyone care? Does anyone care what the Pistons do with their pick? I think everyone's kind of like, yeah, they have their players. They're just not trying. 
Okay. Now it's time to try. Well, how about this team? How about this team? The Orlando Magic. They're they're. It seems like they're ascending, and that they're kind of getting a lot of draft pick luck and draft pick opportunity. Uh, Bryce, I'll I'll go with you on this one. I mean, you you nail it with Don Caro. You and I called it. You and I were just like, mm-hmm. what a, what an NBA mm-hmm. franchise is doing. <laughs> I mean, he's 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 he's, he's just it's, it's a slam yeah, dunk type of fix. Yeah, and, I remember and, Jabari Smith was supposed to, they they were yeah, flirting no, with Jabari Smith number even, one. It's I mean, not even a competition. In Orlando, just stole the rookie of the year, and you know they have Franz Franz Wagner. They they have some nice pieces, and it feels like this draft has the opportunity to push this team into the play-in and maybe even the playoffs if nailed effectively. I mean, what, what are you kind of eyeing for this magic roster in order to kind of take the steps it needs to, to potentially get to the playoffs and, and what I think is very realistic for this team if they do well in the draft. Yeah. I think what's wild is, is like, I feel like they have a lot of the pieces in place. They just need the right guys to take it. And maybe I think this, this is a veteran needy team. I think you have some solid centers that you can work with. I think you have the point guards with Suggs and um, Cole Anthony. I think those guys can can get it done there. I think and, and Bancaro at the four. I think you just really need like a solid three. I just don't know if the Wagners are hmm. it. Um, not that I don't think they're a good player. They can play in this league, but I just don't think that's those are the guys to to get you to the playoffs. I think you really need like a solid a solid three. I think that's what this team needs. So, uh, I mean, that's kind of how I sound like Caleb Bryce hating on the European players. I'm not hating on them. I'm just saying like it to make the playoffs, (laughs) to have a chance in the playoffs, you know, like, I I mean, they're fine players. Okay. I mean, they're fine players. Just take a shot at Lynn. Uh, well, I, if you, if you can take a shot at Lynn, you have to do it. You have to. So, um, I don't know. I think a three would 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 really work there. My opinion. That idea. I mean, if they if they really wanted to get a little funky and and do that, I I like that. It'd be interesting to see if they could pull it off. If it would work to 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 do that. I mean, my my thing with Orlando is it's just just give me a guy who can shoot. Just give me a guy who can shoot. Give me a guy who can spread the court. Give me a guy who can. You know, like Markel Fultz. I actually think he's pretty solid, but just get, give me a give me a player that's just like just somebody that can maybe even a Thompson twin, just somebody that can come in, play off ball and, and knock down reunion. some shots. I mean, I, I I like their front court and what their front court's about, because I, I mean, Boncaro could be a number one option. I mean, I know it's early to say that, but oh, yeah. I mean, the kid's a real deal. I mm-hmm. mean, oh, yeah. sure. you know, you, if you can, if you can get a guy like that, you got a guy like that. You got, you know, you stole Wendell Carter from the Vucevic trade and you're still reaping the rewards. I mean, I, I think it's in my opinion, if you're Orlando, just getting guys who can fill out that depth for you because they have 11 is they have that 11th pick as well. And I just think if you can get that 11th pick and you can turn that into a shooter and your sixth pick, you can get, you know, a two or a three. I mean, I, I'm intrigued there. And Bertans, Caleb. And I'm, I'm intrigued with the idea of, <laughs> of, of the going out, Bertans. going out and, 
and and uh, and getting some young guys in this draft. I mean, it, they're one of the, this team and 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 the team I'm about to get to at seven. Um, are honestly those are the teams. If I'm if I'm a player, I'm telling my agents. I mean, just suck up to these guys because the roles are totally there. You know, with Indiana at seven. You know, Bryce. You know, I, I think for this team, they're in the perfect position possible. I mean, just get a wing guy, right? Like, mm-hmm. Don't overthink it. There's a lot of good ones out there, whether it's Walker, whether it's Hendricks, whether it's Whitmore. Whether, I mean, there's so many guys. Like, it's it's really just nailing one of those guys because you're kind of trusting in Carlisle at that point, right? You're just trusting in development. You're trusting in a true point guard. You're trusting in the rest of the personnel to basically make it so easy for the wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've been reading more, Caleb. I think I'm, I'm leaning more Walker here. I'm hoping he falls there. you like I, Walker for the Pacers there? Yeah, I do like Walker. I like Walker a lot there. I think it makes more sense. Um I think he once he gets yeah, and I think I think he's more of a playmaker too. I think he's a really good rim protector too. If Turner is away, you know we don't have to stick him in the middle. He can go out and guard that stretch five if need be. And I think Walker can is more a a better passer down low. And I I think that would really help this offense flow a little bit more if you could play through Walker. Like you can't really play through Turner as much. Like if you play through Walker, I think that really helps. Um, especially, you know, shifty guys like Halliburton, you know, with his cutting to the basket right. and things like that. So I like Walker there. I wouldn't be upset if it was Hendricks or Whitmore, um, but I, I like Walker there personally. Zach, uh, yeah, it just feels like it's a slam dunk for you in terms of what your target is. I mean, unless you just screw it up a bit, go uh, uh, again, I mean, you're looking at a team that's basically just a bunch of wigs and a bunch of, you know, you just got to you just got to pick one of these wings. Right. I mean, you got to pick Walker. You got to pick Hendricks. You got to pick Whitmore. They're all going to give you something that this team needs. I mean, you know, are you on, you know, Walker with Bryce? Or are you are you liking a guy like Hendricks or, you know, I mean, I guess. Is there any guy from who they're ma- the rumors are targeting for them that you're like, I just flat out don't want? Like, I just flat yeah. out don't want the guy. There's nobody that I'm that I don't want. Uh, and I, I'm totally with Bryce. I want Drace Walker. I, I, I've wanted him for about a month now. He, he's a physical, I mean, he's 6'8, 240. You've six, liked this eight, guy for a long time. You have liked him for he's, a while. He's, you have. He's, he's you have. six eight two forty. We need size on the wings. Time. We need size on the wings. We need somebody who can cut. Because if if you can cut, Halliburton's going to find you. That's the great part. That was one of the great parts about our offense last year. Uh, I think that's one of the main reasons Matherin made all rookie first team was because Halliburton always found he he always got him a good shot. He always yeah. found him coming into the basket. Always found him on the fast break, and I think it'll just be the same thing with Jarius Walker. And if if you play with a guy like Halliburton, you're gonna get a good shot. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get your shots up. He's gonna find you. Gonna, all yeah. you have to do is move a little bit. All you have to do, that's all you have to do is move. 
and he moves. You know, he moved at uh-huh. Houston. Uh, I, I I really like the guy. Uh, that's really who I'm hoping for. He can play the he, he can play the four a little bit too, which is what we need. Are you mad um, about Hendricks, or do you think Hendricks? Do you think you do you would you both no, be I'm not team mad Hendricks, about Hendricks if Walker was picked? Are you are you team Hendricks? Sure, sure, Bryce. Yeah, I'm down for it. Um, I mean, I'm a little worried about a shot creation, um, but I mean, we can work. We can work through that. I don't. I I Eileen Walker Hendricks there for them, and I mean, shoot, it's um, and then obviously we we got Washington, Utah, and Dallas. Um, won't be able to dive into those too much because we're about to uh, won't be on this podcast for a little too long, but. Um, anybody got just a quick hit or take on Wizards, Jazz, or Mavs for the draft? Right? You got any quick take? One of the three? Any three? Mm, I don't care. Uh, I have to trade now. Yeah, yeah. I I think Mavs, the Mavs trade are, now. are intriguing. Right. I, I think they're intriguing there. I don't know if another young player really helps the Luka Doncic experience there. So I think it'd right. be interesting for somebody to trade for that. I don't know why anyone would, to be honest. But if I, hey, you know who doesn't, you know who doesn't help the Luka Doncic experience. Oh, Kyrie Irving or LeBron James. You know, I think it would be great there if you traded. You know, if Utah is still wanting to accumulate picks and stuff, I know they are at nine or eight or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you get them to ten, and you get Jordan Clarkson to Dallas, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I like that. Nice bucket getter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice and I think you need that. You need you need baskets. You have enough. Yeah, you tried the whole three and D roster. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. Yeah, you're right. Well, gentlemen, uh, that leads me to what I teased before the pod. Teased before you guys on the record. I'm very excited. Very, very, very excited to uh, to do this. I'm uh, intrigued. We'll getting into, we will be getting to. Obviously, the games that we will see in the NBA Finals, but uh, we will be doing uh, over/under discussion. Uh, but there's going to be a little process and fun uh, into how uh, this works. Uh, we will be bringing on Devin Voss with us uh, to join this podcast, and there is going to be some fun that we use. The rules are for the both of you: you have to use the FanDuel sportsbooks win totals. Look at their over-unders. Look at their... You can use it up to Wednesday. You can use it up to Wednesday uh, to look at the uh, to odds and just so that everybody has the same numbers. But here is the catch. The catch is you get to have a team of them. What I mean by that is there are going to be rules, rules called eternal, which you have to say, for example... You have to have three eternal over or unders, and only one of you get to have that under or over. And what we will do is we will track them throughout the year. So, for example, if Zach, if Bryce says, I want to draft the Kansas City Chiefs over, no one else can have the Kansas City Chiefs win total over. Now, someone could say i want to do the kansas city chiefs under but it's only when it gets drafted it gets drafted it will be in clockwise order 
It'll be in a clock order. I'll generate the order. I will generate a draft order right in front of them. I will yeah, yeah, I want that. I will generate a draft order. I will figure out what that looks like uh, for full transparency. And we will have a team of them. Um, we could either go three, we could go four. And I guess that leads me to this. I mean, what do you guys, how many do you guys want to have? You guys want to have three? You guys have a little more than that? What are you, what are you thinking? Well, for sake of time. Zach wants more numbers, I can tell. He wants I like, know. He wants like four or five, I can tell. It's four well, I know I'm picking first round. Yeah, I know I'm I first round. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> well, I won't tell you, but Bryce might know what I'm picking first round. <laughs> For over-unders. <laughs> Bryce, do you yeah. know? You know what I'm yeah. picking first um, round? I mean, we've said a lot, but um, huh? when I look at it, I might, I'll probably figure it out. So... Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this. I think three is not that much. Okay. We have four of us. Five? We have four of us. Let's do. There I thought four, four was a sweet four? moment. I like four. four. was a sweet moment. I like four. So 16. Like so it's six. So we have 16 things. And what I'll that's, do that's is. That's half I, the league. That's half the league. Right. It's half the league. And you, it may be even less than half the league if someone likes they're over and like, I like they're under or something. I mean, okay. it's all, we will have a draft. We'll have a draft for this. So we will talk about these. We could talk about why you like them, why you don't like them. And then we will keep track of them throughout the league, throughout the year. And we will have a winner. And the goal, if everybody likes this, is to make it an annual thing. Okay. Okay. It's to make it an annual thing. Keep it going. Potentially bring on different guests. But I'm excited about this. I thought about it. I, I put together a lot. I was thinking about it over the last couple of weeks. It's like, how can I make the offseason a little fun for us, Bryce? Because we kind of, you know, not I'm saying I, mm-hmm. I don't think our offseason content sucks. You know, obviously five-star ratings, we appreciate it. But, I mean, if we have a, you know, if you thought our offseason content sucked, I mean, you'd give us one star. But, you know, clearly you're not going to do Screw them. Yeah, you're not going to do that. So, I mean, it, I just thought it was a fun little twist. Um like I said, we'll have the Caleb small market star, king on. Five stars. Uh, Zach, <laughs> you wish. Uh, we have, and, and we'll have a, a draft. And I am very excited for this because you have to be on your feet. Somebody picks your over under. You got to be ready to go with your next one. And everybody has to use, everybody has to use the same book. I'm looking I'm at it right this, now. Everybody has to use the same book. Well, and, and it's in you, 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 and all you're doing is you're just saying, so for example, Zach, if it was your pick and you're like, I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts over. Well, you, you take, we'll just go through the draft. No explanations of your picks. That's the one thing I was going to get into. No explanations of your picks. Oh, after it's complete. So after the draft is complete. You just have to let it speak for itself. No, you'll get to explain it later. You'll get to explain it later. But in order to make sure we get through the draft effectively and timely, we'll get through it. And, you know, maybe there's going to be some comments, obviously, if people, you know, thinking we're crazy for whatever. But, you know, I'm excited because I I think you guys are going to have something that you like. I think I'm going to have something that I like. I think Devin's going to have something he likes. And again, no duplicates, no duplicates, no oh, person can have the same 
over. You can pick. I like it. I like it. You know, if Zach wants the Colts over, I want the Colts under. That is completely acceptable. But so you can have the same team. Something else. The same. But again, the focus. Yeah, the focus is. I mean, at the end of the day, you want to come out victorious. You want to get the most right, and we'll go from there. Now, I will say there's going to be some uh, additional things as well. Um, that I, I will, the reason I called it eternal is you have to make two of your four selections, eternal picks. So basically picks that double your point total. So each pick, (laughs) each pick represents each, each pick represents two points. Okay. But you guys get to pick your eternal picks, which is basically your eternal locks. That's the gist of it. Your eternal locks. That's why I said it. I got some hammers for sure. So I, uh, I'm excited. For I this. definitely I'm know excited what I'm excited for now. this. And uh, obviously, I, I hope this is a fun teaser for you guys next week. I'm very pumped. That to, well, to well can we just here. chalk up Voss taking the Panthers over? Can we just check in? Yeah, just, just check yeah go ahead, now? Boss. That's your. I mean, if Devin, De- hey, if Devin wants to do that, he can do that. That is his business. Like I said, I will make the draft order in front of your faces, and. We'll go from there. So once again, thank you for listening to the Link Sanity and hope you guys are excited for next week.